I always say that men are like trucks, we drive straighter with the load. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever driven a two-wheel drive, you know, in the snow, uh, especially a pickup truck, it's rough. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you put some weight in the back, it tends to straighten out. Mm-hmm. And men are like that. God made us like trucks to carry a load of responsibility. And uh, when we don't carry those responsibilities, um, we don't drive straight. We end up in the ditch. The point is this, Adam made a decision that to this day we're still dealing with. That's how powerful a covenant head is. That's how significant a husband and a father and a head of household is. And to be the head of household men, it does not mean that you are the boss. It doesn't mean that you're in charge. It doesn't mean that you're the king. It means that like Jesus, you take responsibility for the well-being of the people in the covenant. Mm -hmm. All right. Welcome back to the uh, Real Marriage Podcast. Uh, Mark and Grace here. Honored. Glad to have you. We're grabbing a few pieces from the book of Romans. Uh, I'm teaching through it on our church services. Grace is teaching it uh, in women's. I'm teaching it in men's. So we've been studying Romans together, teaching Romans together. We got a free study guide we'd love to give you so you could study it together as well. And uh, today we're going to jump into Romans chapter five. And Romans chapter five is for everyone, but I'm just telling you guys, this is one, if you've got a helmet, go put it on. If you got a cup, go put it on. This is going to be a rough episode for you. A little responsibility. So, sweetheart, uh, why don't we start with kind, tender, girl voice. You could read Romans 5, and then then I'll, I'll talk to the men. Okay, Romans 5, 12. And women, be gracious. <laughs> Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam who was a type of the one who was to come. So he's talking about Adam, who existed before Moses wrote the law, and he violated the one law that God gave him. Don't eat that. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty simple don't list. <laughs> pretty one simple. Thing. One thing. <laughs> and it says that Adam was a type of Jesus who was to come. So we're going to talk a little bit about Adam today. And the reason why Adam is so incredibly significant is he is our father. Mm-hmm. And And as a result, we are part of his family. The whole human race is part of the family of Adam. A couple of things I want you to know about Adam. Firstly, he is an actual historical person. And if he's not, the whole storyline of the Bible completely falls apart. And uh, in addition, he is the first person that God made. And so Adam is a real historical person, according to the scriptures, and he is the first person that God made. And what did he do? He did something called the original sin. Now, technically, the original sin was Satan rebelling against God in heaven. His was the original or first human sin. So he was the first man. Only two perfect men have ever walked the earth. And ladies, one is not your husband. Uh, It was uh, Adam before he sinned and Jesus Christ. Only two perfect perfect men, and Eve was obviously perfect until she sinned, but two perfect men have walked the earth. And then his original sin, first sin, brought the original death, first death. So some people will then ask, well, what does this have to do with me? (laughs) Everything. Yep. Because his decision implicated every human being. 
And now we're all born with a sin nature. We're sinners by nature and choice. We don't stand independently or autonomously. We stand initially under Adam. And this is the doctrine of federal headship. So what I want to do, I'm a Bible teacher, theologian. Let me hit a category. And some of you are like, what does this apply to me? This has profound implications. It explains your whole life, your marriage, your family, and everything on planet Earth. Yep, listen up. So this is the doctrine of federal headship. Federal comes from the Latin word for covenant. We are supposed to be in covenant with God, and we are supposed to be in covenant with other, uh, with others, starting with our spouse. Every covenant has a head. The head is the one who is responsible to make decisions that implicate the people in the covenant. So, um, in the new covenant of salvation, Jesus is the head. In the church, Jesus is the head. Um, in the family, the husband is the head. And in all of humanity, Adam is the head. And Adam's name literally means mankind because he is the covenant head of all of humanity. And so what happens is when Adam makes a decision, he makes a decision for all of us. Mm -hmm. And some people will say, no, 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 I'm an independent person. You're not. Mm -mm. You're part of the family of Adam. I make my own decisions. You didn't make this decision. Adam made it for you. In the same way, when a CEO of a company makes a decision, it involves the employees. When a president of a nation makes a decision, it involves the citizens. Yeah. When a coach on a team makes a decision, it involves the players. Yeah. He is the head, he is the leader, and he made a decision to turn from God and to bring sin and death into the human race. Okay, so honey, talk to me about this. Um, with Adam and Eve, um, whose was the sin of commission? Whose was the sin of omission? There are two kinds of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eve was commission. She did something she shouldn't do. And Adam was omission. He didn't do something that he should have done. And so these are the two ways that we sin. Mm -hmm. Commission, we do something wrong. Omission, we don't do what was right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, for men, we tend to be like our father Adam, mm -hmm. which means that for most men, our sins our sins of omission, and our sins of omission involve our wife. But I didn't do anything. That's the problem. And so Adam's first sin isn't just sin, it's sin with his wife. Mm -hmm. And she sins by commission, he sins by omission. The point is that most of our sins involve our spouse, and most of our sins involve the woman uh, doing something that is a sin of commission, mm -hmm. and the man having a sin of omission. And he had an opportunity to protect her from the enemy trying to attack her, and he didn't. So Satan shows up. Satan didn't even show up. We talked about this in the episodes during the Win Your War series uh, of podcasts, but Satan didn't even show up until Adam and Eve were married. Mm -hmm. Satan doesn't even show up until after the wedding. So after the wedding comes the war. He comes, and he has a conversation with Eve. Satan does. Um, did she need to have that conversation? No. Mm -mm. Shut him down. Flee. Yeah. Tell him no. And what did Adam do? He let her and stood right there and watched it all happen. Passive, beta male, total coward. Mm -hmm. I know all of that's offensive, mm -hmm. and it's true. Mm -hmm. And 
sometimes the worst things happen because men don't do anything. Yeah. So Satan shows up and Eve has a conversation and then she partakes of forbidden fruit and then she hands some to Adam who was with her. He was saying and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Guys, you need to know that the sons of Adam, our proclivity, our propensity um, is either to show up like Satan and boss and bully a woman around mm -hmm. or to say and do nothing and be passive and a coward. Mm -hmm. And let her get hurt. And let her get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so some guys will read it and they're like, I'm not like Adam. I'm not passive. I'm, I'm active. I'm, but you're like Satan. Mm -hmm. You're a bully. You're domineering. You're pushy. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you're not helping. Yeah. And so, you know, Satan in this, he's active. Adam's passive. Satan is vocal. Adam is silent. And, uh, and ultimately, they're both not helping this situation and they're both not serving this woman. Mm -hmm. So some of you guys, you're going to be like, I, I'm loud and I just push. Like, well, you're Satan. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Other guys are like, no, no, I don't, I don't do conflict. I'm really kind. I'm loving. I'm sweet. I'm nice. I, you know, I don't, I don't like to get in trouble or harm's way. You're Adam. Mm -hmm. Neither of which is good. No. And, um, and the Lord shows up and he's going to be tough and tender. Yep. Um, and, and, and Satan is only tough in this situation. And Adam is only tender in this situation. And a real man, I always say, has to be tough and tender. And we see this with the Lord Jesus, that he is a lion and a lamb. Yeah. Uh, when he needs to be tough, he's a lion. When he needs to be tender, he's a lamb. And the key for a man is to know when to be a lion and when to be a lamb. You don't be a lamb when Satan shows up. That's when you need to be a lion. Absolutely. And so in all of this, the question then is, you know, what does this have to do with, with me? My question to the men would be, how's it going? Loving and leading your family. Mm -hmm. Are you active? Are you passive? So let's have this conversation. What does a passive son of Adam husband look like practically? Well, just like him, he doesn't speak up when he needs to, to protect. Um, he may not, he may just sit around and not do anything, even in provision. Um, he doesn't protect his kids when they're in harm's way. He just lets things happen. Um yeah, he does everything to avoid conflict. Um, and even responsibility. If it's good, yeah, and responsibility, even if it's good conflict. I always say that men are like trucks. We drive straighter with the load. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've ever driven a two-wheel drive, you know, in the snow, uh, especially a pickup truck, it's rough. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you put some weight in the back, it tends to straighten out. Mm -hmm. And men are like that. God made us like trucks to carry a load of responsibility. And uh, when we don't carry those responsibilities, um, we don't drive straight. Mm -hmm. We end up in the ditch. Yeah. And the point is this, Adam made a decision that to this day we're still dealing with. Yeah. That's how powerful a covenant head is. That's how significant a husband and a father and a head of household is. And to be the head of household, men, it does not mean that you are the boss. It doesn't mean that you're in charge. It doesn't mean that you're the king. It means that like Jesus, you take responsibility for the well-being of the people in the covenant. Mm -hmm. It's an honor. It's an honor to serve. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, an arrogance to, um, to wield. Mm -hmm. And so um, the difference is um, even if it's not your fault, so men, just please pay attention to this. To be the head means this. 
if it is your fault, you take responsibility for it. Even if it's not your fault, you still take responsibility for it. And you lead out of it. And I'll take that from Jesus. So uh, this isn't, you know, a rhetorical question. Um, your sin, my sin, sweetheart, is any of our sin Jesus' fault? No. Yet he took it all on himself on the cross. He took responsibility for sin that was not his fault. Mm -hmm. What it means to be the head is you take responsibility when it is your fault. And even if it's not your fault, you still take responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. Did Adam take responsibility for Eve? No, he blamed Eve and God for making her. Yeah, God, you made a woman. Uh, She really wrecked everything. Uh, You and her need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And what men can feel, they can very, they can feel very self-righteous, very, you know, uh, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not my fault. Maybe even a victim. And a lot of dudes will just put on the victim hat. Well, you know, God, you know, you didn't really show up. And I think I married the wrong woman and things didn't really come together. And and I just tell men all the time, you you can do one of two things. You can make excuses or you can make plans. Mm Adam doesn't make a plan. He makes an excuse. And what God does, God shows up as the head, and then he makes a plan. And his plan is, in Genesis 3.15, I'm going to send Jesus, another man, Mm -hmm. who is the type of Adam. And so 1 Corinthians 15.45 says that, you know, Adam is the first Adam and Jesus is the last Adam. And so what he's saying is, I got to send another man. Who do, who's going to be the new head of the new covenant, and he is going to take responsibility even though it's not his fault. Yep, a perfect head. A perfect head. And so, men, we're never perfect heads, but my question is, number one, are you taking responsibility for you? Mm-hmm. Are you shifting all of your responsibilities over to your wife or your kids or the government or the school or the church or the youth pastor? Number two, are you taking responsibility for the well-being of your wife? Mm-hmm. Um. What happens to a woman who has a husband that doesn't even take responsibility for himself? She either gets harmed or she uh, feels like she has to take responsibility in ways that aren't hers to to own. And that becomes more like a mother-son relationship. Mm -hmm. Yep. She becomes resentful of him because he's not taking responsibility. And guys, this looks like not keeping a job. This looks like not leading spiritually. Uh, this looks like uh, being immature, being irresponsible, being non-dependable. Um, and sometimes those guys are the fun guys. Mm-hmm. So For a moment. For a moment. But not a lifetime. Yeah. Well, well the, the point is that, uh, you know, they make a lot of jokes, but they don't understand that they're a joke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they think they're cute. Those are the guys who are just like, I'm fun. I'm irresponsible. Everybody loves me. Your wife is like, uh, I feel like I'm raising a son. And it's hard to be attracted to a son. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to enjoy a relationship with a son. Yeah. And guys, we live in a world where we have a national organization for women. We don't have a national organization for men. Mm-hmm. We have a women's studies degree in college. We don't have a men's studies degree. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of things on how to empower women. And uh, we have a lot of things on how to emasculate men. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the point I want to make is... Uh, we have a day where everybody wants more government and what God needs is more fathers and husbands to be heads. Mm. If men were taking responsibility for themselves, for their wives, for their kids, for their families, you wouldn't need as much government. Mm -hmm. But what happens is that uh, government steps in where men step back. 
So all of a sudden we need to feed the kids and now all of a sudden we need to um, arrest the kids and now we need to incarcerate the kids and, and now we need lots of you know complex things to protect the kids and now we need a lot of programs to help all the battered and abused and neglected women and the single moms that are carrying the difficult double load. And I'm not saying that women are not sinful. Eve is a sinner and women are sinful too, but God holds men responsible first. Yeah. So even though... Eve technically sinned first by partaking of forbidden fruit. God showed up, called out to Adam first. Adam, where are you? Mm -hmm. So Adam is firstly responsible. Then he deals with Eve. She's also responsible. And then Satan, because that's supposed to be how things work. Mm -hmm. God made Adam. He was supposed to love and lead and, and form Eve. And then together they were supposed to stand against Satan. And so, you know, for you that are hearing this, um, you may have some issues in your marriage right now. And my question to the man is, what's your plan? What's your solution? Um, what's your responsibility? And the point of federal headship in Adam is if we make no decision or bad decision, literally generations are implicated. Yeah. It's not just you and your life. It's you and your legacy. We think about it right now. So, um, so 2020 was the year of COVID and death. None of that would exist if Adam wouldn't have made a decision. Mm. Uh, every funeral, every sickness, every hospital, every natural disaster, um, none of that would have happened on planet Earth if Adam would have not made a sinful decision as covenant head. Mm -hmm. I mean, even this is going to say in Romans 8, all of creation is groaning because yeah. of the decision that Adam made and is waiting for all the mess to be fixed and redeemed and resolved by Jesus, the last Adam, the, the head of the new covenant. Yeah. And so um, this is a global problem. Every single nation on the earth is affected by Adam's decision. This is a spiritual problem. We're born conceived with a sin nature. This is a generational problem. The culture tells us that we're evolving and getting better. We're not. We're all sons and daughters of Adam. We all inherit a sin nature. And there's not one generation that's going to fix this global problem that our covenant father and head made. And it's also a personal problem where every day we make decisions to sin, to choose foolishness and rebellion and death. And so... Every single pain, problem, and peril on planet Earth is because one guy was passive yeah. and just watched evil happen and didn't say or do anything. And so, guys, I know that this is probably intense, um, but the goal of being a man is to not be like Adam but to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And being like Jesus means that you take responsibility for yourself and also out of love to lead and care for and make plans for those who are in covenant with you. Yeah. That's your family. And I'm so passionate about this and I speak so directly to men because it just isn't happening. Yeah. Um, most churches are women and children, not men. Most of the budget goes to programs for women and children that they would not be as necessary if husbands and fathers weren't passive like Adam. 
And a woman's number one need is security, and that means emotionally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, and when a man isn't leading and loving well, then she doesn't feel secure. And just think about this. Adam and Eve made a decision, and it involves us. Mm-hmm. And every day we deal with the pain of it. Yeah. So every day we have to fight that battle. So what does it look like for a woman? Um, I'll give you the closing words on the uh, the beatdown for the dudes. Um, mm-hmm. What does it look like for a woman whose husband is like Adam? He just... He's not going to act. He's not going to speak. He's not going to take responsibility. He's not going to make a plan. He's going to do all that he can to avoid all that he can. Um, It's sad because she feels the weight of her responsibilities plus all of his. And as women, we're not built to carry all of that. God can um, give us strength and we should get our strength from the Lord. Um, But it is a lot of pressure that is unnecessary because if he was carrying his load and she was carrying her load, then it makes life with each other and life with kids, if you have any, um, a lot easier because you're bearing those burdens together instead of bearing all of one person's load. What does it look like for a woman if she is married to a a man who is more like Adam? And, And men, I'm not saying that, you know, that being kind or being patient. I mean, there is fruit of the Spirit. What we're talking about here is foolishness, sinfulness, indifference. Mm -hmm. Um, For a woman who is married to a man like that, and then she's carrying his load and her load, what happens when they add kids? Yeah, I mean, she's carrying a lot, and it can break her. It can, you know, break her spirit. Um, it can really destroy a woman if she's having to bear all of that on her own. And then what does it look like when that woman gets older and that man gets older? Their energy levels go down, their health issues um, deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it becomes a very sad life. Well, man, you've got a choice to make. You're either going to be like Adam or you're going to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to be like Jesus is to have him take responsibility for your sin and then put the spirit of God in you and cause you to step up and man up to take responsibility for yourself and everybody who's in covenant with you. And I'll just tell you guys, uh, some of you guys listen to this uh, and you listen to me cause I'm a bit of a theological nerd. Uh, these are not just truths to learn. Uh, these are plans to make. These are not just doctrines to argue about. These are directives to obey. And that uh, I promise you this, Satan is coming for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, if you're not going to fight, I'll just tell you what happens. And we see it every day on planet Earth. And and the good news would be if you made some different decisions and led differently, that generational legacy and change could pivot. Um, it could be uh, the Bible talks about uh, God's blessing on families unto a thousand generations. Um in a hundred years, in a thousand years, there's going to be a bunch of people with your last name, sir. And they're going to be telling the story about the decisions that you're making right now and how it's either a blessing or a burden, how it either set the family free or it set the family back, how it led to a hopeful future or a, um, a horrific future. 
And I just, I want you as covenant head, as men, to feel that weight of responsibility. I don't want it to break you, but I want it to motivate you. And I want it to sober you because a lot of people are counting on you. And many of them have not even been born yet. I can't imagine that Adam and Eve, when they made that decision, were thinking of all the pains that have come into our lives thousands of years later because of their decisions as a married couple. But we make those same kind of decisions every day. And so we're praying for you. Father God, I do pray for the women who have been, uh, like Eve, stepping up and filling a gap, but they're exhausted, they're overwhelmed, and, and they're tired. And God, I pray for the men who are passive, that they would be active. For the men who are silent, that they would speak. For the men who make excuses, that they would make plans. For the men who avoid responsibility, that they would assume responsibility. And God, I pray for the men who... Uh, they're just waiting for someone else to step up, a youth pastor, a family friend, a coach, the government, a leader at church or school, uh, to just fill the gap and do their job. God, I pray that they would not um, hand off their responsibilities, but they would take on their responsibilities to love and lead their family. And God, I pray for all of us, man. We're all sons of Adam. There are times and days and ways that we all fall into the trap that our father has set. And our sins are sins of omission. And God, make us like Jesus. Send the Holy Spirit to cause us to be sons of God, like the Son of God, and to activate, to take responsibility, to love and to lead. And God, I believe that hard words produce soft people and soft words produce hard people. And I give these hard words to the men because I want them to be soft and tender toward the will of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.